I would like to say good morning to everyone. My name is Felicia Hamilton, and I will be your moderator in this session. Welcome to another lecture given by members of the Southfield Missional class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kennedy, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. At this time, I would like to introduce you to the Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class, Dr. Marvin Lewis, and our superintendent is Dr. Jarrell Lewis. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Now, Lord and God are titles. They are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 85 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name, and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any characters and letters in their alphabet that will produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there letter J in the English language until some 1,400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus or Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. 
we have drawn this cloud, this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word of son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelation. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given into salvation, and we must know that name. So this simple, yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary aims and constitutional objectives of the class are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our element, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity and Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose operating throughout the ages and dispensations. Seven, 
to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the sa Satan, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eight, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we would like to have a prayer, the class dedicated in prayer by Dr. William Walker, followed by scripture, which will be St. John, the fourth chapter, the first through the 41st verse, read by Dr. Sharon Lewis. I will attempt to uh, bring Yahweh into our presence, and I trust in that faith that He will enter into the hearts and minds of the visitors that are here today. We know. That this is a wonderful gift. We know that anyone that is not accustomed to this teaching will hear and maybe things today that they may never see or hear before. You may never come back, but you may never forget this day. We could be talking about you having a totally different life. Within Joshua himself and receiving him and having him to, to, to protect us in these dire times. We ask that uh, our minds of understanding are open and that someone will learn some things about the teaching that is offered up today. We ask these things then.
And I will be reading out of the Spokesville Reference Bible uh, using the true names and titles where appropriate. John chapter 4. When therefore Yahweh knew how the Pharisees had heard that Yahweh made and baptized more disciples than John, though Yahweh himself baptized not, but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again to Galilee, and he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joshua. Now Jacob's well was there. Joshua, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Yahshua said unto her, Give me drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Yahshua answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of Yahweh, and who it is that said to thee, give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well? and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Yahshua answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water, that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Yahshua said unto her, Go, call thy husband, and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Yahshua said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and who, excuse me, and he whom thou now hast, is not thy husband, in that said, in that says thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worship in this mountain, and ye said that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Yahshua said unto her, Woman, believeth me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers 
shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Yahweh is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. <clears throat> the woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called the Messiah, when he is come, he will tell us all things. Yahshua said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And upon this came his disciples. things that ever I did. Is not this the Messiah? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. In the meantime, while his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Have ye any man brought them all to eat? Yahshua said unto them, my need is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months and then come the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that same truth. One soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereon ye bestow no labor. Other men labor, and ye are entered into their labors. And many of the Samarians of that city believed on him, for saying of the woman which testified, he told me all that ever I did. So when the Samarians were come unto him, they besought him, that he would tarry with them, and he abode there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. I pray at John 4, 1 through 41. <laughs> And before we begin, I'd like to remind everyone to please silence your cell phones and any other electronic device that may silence that may interrupt the class and the students. And before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge some first-time visitors as returning visitors. We're welcoming Patricia Waters, who's exiting out. She'll be back. We'll back to see her here. <laughs> and we have another returning visitor, Carol Holler. April Brooks from Houston. Wow. Okay. And for the first time, we have Kyra Brown, Crystal Phillip, and Joshua Brown. We welcome you. So excited. And oh no, that's our attendance. Okay. And once again, oh, I'm sorry. And Bill Walker the third. That's okay. And we have our other oh, this is our visiting brother. Um, we want to once again welcome everyone out. We realize the room is small. I apologize. I forgot the pointer. So for speakers of the council, if you need it, 
just don't mark up the charts. <laughs> and for our first speaker, we're happy to call from our Southfield, Michigan class, Dr. Marilyn Donuts. Good morning. Good morning. And I'm very happy to be here. This is a school, not a church. Yahweh, Allah, Yashua. These three are one, like a finger. One finger to three words. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Morning, noon, and night. Everything goes by the pattern. Most holy place, holy place in Portland Valley. Yahweh is spirit over here on this chart. This is a divine vision and revelation from our founder, Dr. Henry C. Kimmel, in, in the year 1935. Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua, these three are one. Again, like your finger. Your head cavity, your chest cavity, your Most holy, most holy, holy place, corporate law, round about. Gas, liquid, solid, proton, neutron, electron, nucleus, nucleus, and so on. Yahweh, Allah, Yahshua, these three are one. Your salvation is in Yahshua Messiah. That's why we come here. Thank you. <laughs> and for our next speaker, we have a call from our soccer Michigan class, Dr. Alexis Hamilton. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, great to be here today. Um, enjoyed the scripture lesson as well. Uh, get the part where it said in spirit and in truth, study in spirit and in truth. But the hour cometh. And now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Yahweh is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, so Yahweh is looking for those to worship him in spirit and in truth. And that's what we come down to this class for. Uh, this class, we're going into details about the Bible and everything that everyone thinks about as far as what they believe in, within religion, and we break it down and figure out what the actual truth is. Right. And that is something that is valuable because, I mean, the truth shall set you free, and that's a real thing because mm. a lot of people are chained and bound into a lot of these beliefs and religions and traditions from these religions and feeling like they don't know the reason why uh we're here to know why because why <laughs> because we got away and got you we got that why there 
Um, and we basically break it down starting with the names because when you are introduced to someone or something, you know what the name is. Uh, when you're uh, getting a check, you have to have the correct name or else you're not able to cash it If you're buying a house and you have to sign, you have to write your name. Um, so a name is very important. And uh, when it comes to the creator's name, it seems to run into people saying, it doesn't really matter, but why wouldn't it matter? You have the most powerful being ever. And we're saying that his name doesn't matter. So um, coming down here, we're able to break it down. Um, I always get jumbled up with like the, uh, the origins as far as like Greek and uh, different types of names and how they're combined. I know Jesus is like a combination of like Greek and uh, Babylonian. Um, so uh, that's what a lot of these are. So these are titles. They're not names for one. So as we know in like old English, you have lords, you can buy that title. Someone could be a lord. So why would you know the creator be named as Lord? That's not a name. Um, God, I believe that's German. German, yes. Well, I think it's it translates to like Gato or something like that. GLTT, yeah. Um, and doesn't that mean dog? And then you have Jesus Christ. So uh, when you go into like really old uh, Bibles, you just search on the internet, you'll see all of these names. You'll hear these names in movies. You'll see these names mentioned in shows. Like people know these names, and especially uh, pastors and people that are head of these churches, they know these names as well. Like if you go up and ask one of them, um, like I worked with a pastor at a bank once and uh, I found the words that actually talked to him about class and I asked him, do you not know Yashua? Have you heard of Yashua Yahweh? And he was like, yeah. Like, okay, so why don't you use the name? So he was like, I mean, you can call him, you can still call him that net. And I'm just like, why? You know, so they know the truth, but they refuse to tell it, meaning that they're keeping people in the darkness of the truth as well. So we have to recognize those kind of things. Um, and then we know uh, he is broken down uh, by uh, so Yahweh is spirit. We'll start there. So Yahweh is spirit. Meaning he's incomprehensible, he's inscrutable, you can't see him, touch him, taste him, but you know he's there, kind of like the air in his room. Um, but since we can't see him or understand him in this state, he uh, is manifested itself in visions, uh, which is the super, super incorporeal form, which is element. So all of the visions that you hear about and the uh, and read about in the Bible. That's how he is manifesting himself to people. Um, and then he became flesh. And can we get that scripture? I'm not very bad with John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with Yahweh, and the word was Yahweh. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. 
and the life was the light of man. 14 verse. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank you. Uh, so yes, the word was made flesh. So that, that's right there in our face that he was made flesh. He was walked among us on this earth physically. And that's the way he, uh, when you read about in the Bible of him performing these miracles and everything, he was fulfilling everything that was written about him. Um, so that, that was him and his purpose. So with that, he is showing us the truth of himself, that he is, he might have manifested himself in these three forms, but he's still one, he's still Yahweh, he's still that spirit, just like that spirit is what animates the body, it's in us, it's not looking for a physical place to worship, he's within us, and we have to recognize that. Um, so with that, just like the previous people was going into uh showing how three, three things are one. Um, he created this entire world to show something about him, everything. So um, that includes things we don't even think about, uh, like gas, liquid, solid, or a proton, neutron, and electron. We feel this nucleus and a cell body. It's little things like that. Um, your entire body is made of uh, just three parts, but it's still all one still operates as one. Your body isn't well, one thing over here and then one thing over there, it's in one body. Mm -hmm. um, um, I guess I could go with um, just throughout the Bible and the stories that you hear. It, I remember someone saying, uh, if you wanna get like love, romance, you want to get scary, you want to get horror, just read the Bible. All that stuff. <laughs> and it's true because um, I, I, I watched, I never actually read through the entire Bible, but I've had um, assistance with like some YouTube uh, like uh, documentaries or stories, just kind of breaking down and summarizing everything. And it is beautiful. Like everything in this Bible is beautiful, but basically at the end of the day, everything is talking about. Uh, us being brought down because we have to be brought down to, to actually recognize what's good and what's a problem. So just like there's a negative energy and positive energy, without that negative energy, we won't recognize the positive energy. So um okay. so as far as I'll do with the children of Israel. So um, when they were down here in Egypt, as we know with that story, they had to go through of plagues, um, but they only went through a few of them versus uh, the rest of Egypt going through everything else. Um, and with that, um, down here, when uh, they had to come through the Red Sea, at, before the Red Sea parted, <laughs> they were at, um, they were kind of between a rock and a hard place with uh, the Pharaoh coming towards them, trying to kill them, and then they were kind of stuck here. And they were like, oh my God, what are we gonna do? They were just kind of freaking out. And Moses was like, hold on, stand still, y'all got us. Stop tripping, we okay. <laughs> and, and then next thing you know, they were able to get through that. And then Pharaoh um, and all of his soldiers were uh, put in the Red Sea and died there. But with that, 
there's a lot of a lot of stories in the Bible that kind of go with this theme of uh, trials and tribulations in life, and you feel like it's just at its peak, and you don't really know what to do with it, and you feel lost at hope. Don't lose that hope because Yahweh always got you and he'll get you either through the toughest times or the not so tough times, but he's going to get you through and resurrect because he resurrected. So, um, oh, I didn't jumble all that up, um, but that's the basis of, of everything is just to keep Yahweh in your heart and mind first, knowing that he will get you through anything um, because that is. The pattern there's a death, there's a burial, and there's a resurrection because that's what he did, and everything has to follow what he did so that he needs the things in life. So, um, yeah, hopefully, someone got something out of that. I hope I didn't jumble it up too much, but um, just keep Yahshua in the forefront of your mind through everything, he will get you through any and everything. It doesn't matter how um, scary or uh, horrible it'll be. We're going to have to go through these trials and tribulations to learn a lesson in each thing and to make us stronger in Yahshua. Um, and I only pray that um, you know more people are exposed to it and want to learn more of this because you can't learn enough. Like It's eternal, so you're going to always learn something. So, um, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Hamilton. And for our next speaker, we're happy to call Dr. Shirley Nelson. So good to see so many people, especially our visitors. We are always happy to have visitors. The first time visitors, specifically, because every last one of us at one time was first time visitor. We were introduced to this true gospel. And I say it like that because the majority of us never knew there was a true gospel. See, I want you to. I'm going to call a few scriptures, maybe if you write them down, because I want to come back to them. But I do want to hear where it talks about the true worshipers, as I said that. But I want to just kind of like go through the basis of this gospel, because as I said, we've all been a first time. And you come in here and you see these charts, and you see these names, and it's all foreign, and it looks kind of weird, because in the world, we didn't have that. We didn't know it. Some of us may have come across the true name of our Heavenly Father, but most of us, when we did, it was a private and personal, especially come down to one of these classes, was a personal invitation to do such. And the invite, even though it appears to come from somebody who you're physically looking at, is truly from your Heavenly Father, yeah. because he has a purpose and he has a plan. He's never and not any time not knowing who he was. At no time has he not, not known what his name is and not recognized that he has a name. And all through your scriptures, that's what it talks about. I went over there. You get for me, if you will, first of all, the scripture where he said, 
What is his name and what is his son's name? It's over there in Proverbs, I think around the 30th verse, right? 30th chapter. So if you can get that over here. As the previous speaker showed you, this is a school. And guess what? I'm going to say it like this because my son was telling me the way that he says when he took his uh, son's orientation for the school year, and he said the school that he went to, he says they were like, well, is everybody ready to learn? Well, that's what I'm saying. You're ready to know something about your creator. You're ready to know something for sure and without a doubt about your true creator. Then you have come to the right place. Mm -hmm. And like what a lot of us say down here, we say, oh, there's a little bitty building over here. We're in the back room or something. See, but Yahweh has his purpose and his plan, and he knows how to introduce himself to you. Go over there and read. And I'll say this too. You have come to the school of the highest learning. Might not look like much, but I'm telling you, Yahweh never worked in great crowds. Never have. You read the scriptures, he had 12 men follow him. You see what I'm saying? But yet he gave them the secrets of him. So you understand? So Yahweh knows how to do. He's not sitting up in some great edifice. You see what I'm saying? Where you're going to find him is right in you. See, but he will introduce himself. Let me have this scripture, and then I want you to go over there and get me for me also uh, in Isaiah, where he says, uh, I am Yahweh. That is my name. See, I'm just trying to bring out to you, and I'm going to be down because I know there's other speakers, but yet I want to do and what is proper, and that is to introduce this true name, this teacher. See, just go through those basics. If you can let me have the first scripture I ask for, please. That's Proverbs 30. Or do you want John? The spirit of truth. No, I want Proverbs 30 first. All right. That's Proverbs 30 and 4. Mm -hmm. Who has ascended up into heaven? Now who's 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 preaching? Who's speaking over here in Proverbs? Was this um what did you say? Who? Solomon. 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 Okay, I don't know why. This is Solomon over here. And he's talking. See, Proverbs sounds like a lot of, and the Psalms, like a lot of beautiful poems and so forth. But now he's saying, Who has ascended? Read. Who has ascended mm -hmm. up into heaven mm -hmm. or descended? Mm -hmm. Who have gathered the winds in his fists? Who's ascended? Who's descended? Who's gathered the winds in his fists? Who has control over it all? Read. Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? Who's bound the waters? You know the water, you go out there and look at the ocean, it comes only so far. Who set it within its limits? You see what I'm saying? Who's done all of these things? Read. What is his name? What is his name? Now that's Solomon over, what, several thousand years ago. The same, what is his name? Read. And what is his son's name? And what is his son's name? So he has a name and his son has a name. What is it? If you can tell. Read. Is that all that? All right. Now let me have my other the other scripture that I call for. That's Isaiah 43 and 11. Mm -hmm. I, even I, am Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And beside me there is no Savior. Mm -hmm. I am Yahweh. That is my name. 43. Okay. Read. Now that's good too. Just in the side of Yahweh is saying what he just read over there. I, even I am Yahweh, and beside me, there is no what? No savior. No savior. See, no one else. So we're talking about having some form of salvation 
Where are you going to get it from? How are you going to get it? Through what name does it come? See, it's not as the world has taught us, because we know there's only one name for salvation. I need you to get that scripture for me too over in Philippians. Like I said, write them down. That's Philippians over there, because I want to pull them out first so you can know. Where did, we didn't write this Bible. See, we use a holy name, Bible, that an Italian Jew wrote, you see, or he is basically a King James Bible using the true names. But he did some research and know that these titles of Lord, God, and Jesus Christ is erroneous. Jesus is a name, but it's an erroneous name. That's a bold statement I know. When they first said it to me, I was like, oh, no. What am I into? But that has to be proven to you. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. Do some research. Do, you can Google the Heavenly Father's name. Not saying that Google knows any truth. But if we have in our hearts and in our minds a true desire to know Yahweh as he really is and actually exists, he will bring you and let you know what is true within you. But you've got to be able to, as our founder has clearly said, to receive and accept attested truths. Mm -hmm. Those are truths that are proven. In other words, when we say, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself, I'm coming back to it, no Jay, no Jesus, that is proven. Mm -hmm. You understand? There was no J in any language, the Greek, Latin, Hebrew, did I miss one? That's it. Any language before, you know, until around the 17th century. Mm -hmm. That's when the J became available in our English language. But to this day, Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world says was Jesus walking in the flesh, that's what they call him, see? Mm -hmm. When he walked on the earth plane over 2,000 years ago, there was no J at that time in the Hebrew language. Mm -hmm. He came through the Hebrew lineage. Mm -hmm. We all know that. Mm -hmm. He didn't come up as a Mexican. When you read about the Bible, he came through the Hebrew lineage. Mm -hmm. His name, when it was given to him, Gabriel, the angel, appeared into the mother and said, you shall call his name Yahshua. Why? For he shall save I said, mm. I need you to write that down because we're going to come back to that too. Mm. See, these are scriptures. Yeah, we use them all the time because these are the same things that were said to me when I sat down as you are today as a first time visitor. And I am so thankful and so happy mm. that I know my Savior today. See, but when he walked around on the earth plane, there was no J. And as I said, on what, 317th century in the English language, that's around 400 years ago now. About, see, that the J became available, if you will, or created, if you will, in the English language. Prior to that, we did not have a J even in our language. And I'm going to write this down here to you. I'm telling you, I'm simple. Yahshua says to me, keep it simple. What does that say? Hallelujah. I read one time, first time I read, I was doing some research, and that's a universal word. All over the world, people know the word of hallelujah. Universal. If you looked it up in a regular uh, dictionary.com or whatever, you know how they spell this? With an I. Haven't you seen it that way? But how is it pronounced? Hallelujah. Even though they put that Y there. 
then you look at some dictionaries and they have the J, right? But how is it pronounced? Hallelujah. Whether it's written in that book with the J or the I, it's still pronounced hallelujah. Now, the reason why that J or that I, because in our English language, I told you the J came about around the 17th century. So before the, the J was the I. Before the I or the I, the J, I'm sorry. It was like this. Originally, it was Y. The I came from the uh, Y, and the J came from the I. Right. In other words, A E I O U, yeah. sometimes Y takes the place of I. See, remember, that's here in the English. Sometimes that Y takes the place of I. You see what I'm saying? Because around the 17th century, there was no, it was only the I, which came from the Y. You see what I'm saying? There was no J. So they tried or decided to differentiate those letters, the I and the J, from each other. The J became, around the 17th century, a standalone letter. But usually, or prior to that, it was actually interactive. It was whatever vowel or, or consonant that you wanted to use. See, but now at this particular time, around the 17th century, it became a standalone letter. And that J came about. See, but prior to that, you didn't have Jesus. When you read anything, Greek, Jesus is Greek. And if you read it anywhere in any book, it would be Isus with right. an I. Right. Why? Because there was no J. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And then eventually, and I believe Isus, I'm going to have to erase this. Go ahead. Oh. I know, right? <laughs> I did this. I forgot. <laughs> right over here. The Y, you see? Y I J. It was originally the Y. The I came from the Y. J came. Do some research. We want to tell you some about Yahweh. These are the details, if you will, about this name, which you must research. Open up a book, dictionary, encyclopedia. Do research. Where did it come from? You'd be surprised. Jehovah Witnesses come to my door. Now they come to my door. I got to tell them something. They say Jehovah. We have that up here, right? Mm -hmm. Where is it at? Right here next to the Lord. At the top. Right up here. They have it right there. They come to the door. We want to tell you something about Jehovah. I want to tell you something about Yahweh. Because I'm always happy to tell you something about Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Did you know that his name is not Jehovah? Well, we know it. But it's more commonly accepted. So they give you a book that talks about the true name of God. And in it, they have Yahweh. <laughs> right. And they put in there that Jehovah is just more widely accepted. Do you want something that's just widely accepted, or do you want the truth? Right. That's what we're talking about now here. Preach the truth. Teach the truth. Receive the truth in your heart. Don't accept lies. I want you to get over there, Jeremiah 25 and 23, or 23 and 25. I can't remember which one it is. See, this Lord here is an English title. That is not a name. We read over there, I am Yahweh. That is my name. Did we read that? That is my name. You see what I'm saying? That's what he's saying. If you read it out in King James book, it says, I am the Lord. That is my name. Right. What's wrong with that? Lord is not a name. Lord is a title. She told you. There are landlords. You can buy the title of Lord. You go over in England and buy the title of Lord. You see what I'm saying? Lord Birmingham, Baltimore, Chancellor. You see what I'm saying?
like I am, if you're, if you're a doctor, Dr. Smith, but Dr. Smith has a name. Doctor is his title. You see what I'm saying? Now, look, this Lord is a title. This God is a title. She told me, Lord comes from England. That's why you can go up there in English. They have English lords over there. God comes from Germany. See, it was originally, and she said, God Tate, I think is how it was actually pronounced. See, and then Jesus Christ, that's Babylon. That's, that's a combination. You have this portion from here, I, which there was no J, it was I, I, E. So I, see, that was, or lay, if you will, the, and Zeus. This was Babylonian. It came originally, when you do the research, from a Babylonian deity or god. See, you see what I'm saying? And then Zeus, a Greek god. You heard of Hercules and all those people? That's under Zeus. You see what I'm saying? That's where that name of Jesus comes from. And then Christ, see, is also Krishna. So you have Babylonian, Greek, and Krishna right there. This is a name, but it is an erroneous name. What you want is the true name of your heavenly father. His name never was and never will be and never can be Jesus. That's right. Now, that is a fact that you have to have proven. Don't take my word for it. Have it proven to yourself. Why? Let me have it. Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Yahshua the Messiah. Let this mind be in you that was in Yahshua the Messiah. Read. Who being in the form of Elohim, thought it not to robbery to be equal with Yahweh, but made himself of no reputation and took and took upon uh and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Okay. And then found in fashion as a man. He humbled, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore Yahweh also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Now stop right there. Now he's saying that they read in the church, talking about it. You think he's talking about Jesus when you sit in church? He says he's highly exalted him and has given him a name above every name. Keep that in mind. We're talking about Yahshua the Messiah, who truly was the one who came in the flesh, manifested in the flesh, who was truly the one that ascended into heaven and then later poured out his spirit upon all mankind or upon mankind. You see what I'm saying? In other words, that Holy Spirit, see, that's who Yahshua the Messiah was, see. He came in the flesh, he took off that flesh, poured out that Holy Spirit. That's when he talked about that comforter, that he was sent, another one. Because that was going to be the one who was going to be with us always or forever. The Holy Spirit in us. So he said that Yahweh, see, being the Father, that's the Father. Yah is the masculine portion of the Father's name. Way is the feminine portion of the Father's name. That makes Yahweh, both male and female, in principle, see, over all things. That's why the entire creation is either male or female. Plant life, animal life, whatever life. Male or female. See, that's what you got. One, because the creation is made in this life. You see what I'm saying? So he was male and female. So he created that first man. When he created him as the dust of the ground, he created him male and female. And then when he separated, Yahweh chose to separate those sexes. See, separate the sex. 
and he took, went into the man's side. He didn't go back to the dust of the ground. He went into the man and took the bread right. and the wound and brought and he made him a woman. And that's why he said the man shouldn't, it was not right for Adam to be alone. So he had a helpmate. So he created that woman. Why? See, the one all she is a man with a wound. See, because he's made her in his, so he's made them both in the likeness and image of himself. He was both, he is both male and female in principle. So what comes forth from him is male and female. That's why a long time I didn't understand why Adam had to be male and female. You see what I'm saying? Until I came down to this school, see, for them to tell me that, for him to tell me that, you see? So Yah is the masculine portion of his name. Way is the feminine. And look at this little known tribute, if you will. See, this age, see, written here, is the only vowel. Vowel is what makes our languages pronounceable. So now, this is the only vowel in Adam. A-D-A-M. That's for Adam, see. And then it just so happens that the male hen uh, hormone that they have here, the mankind called himself Mamie, is android. It's an android. What is it called? Android. That's right. I said android. android. All right. And the female, E, that's the only vowel, see, in E-V-E, or E's name. You see what I'm saying? And it just so happens that female hormone is estrogen. You see what I'm saying? Isn't that just beautiful how Yahweh do? We just want to say those things. This is Yahweh's name written in English. This is Yahweh's name written in Hebrew. You see what I'm saying? It's a yo, a hey, a wa, and a hey. See, that is yo, hey, wa, That's his name in Hebrew. Now, I don't read Hebrew. I don't speak Hebrew. But I learned this down here at this school, see? That this letter Y here, this yo here, is equivalent to our English one. This hey here is equivalent to our English H. This wa here is equivalent to the English W. And there's a hey again, equivalent to the English HC. You see what I'm saying? Yo hey, wa hey. You see what I'm saying? In other words, not translated, equivalent. This yo is the same sign as our yo, see, or our y, like in yellow or in your. You see what I'm saying? Same sound. You know it. We learned it in schools. Kids going to school. Nowadays, back to school, if the parents are with the school, the children do what they're supposed to do, they're learning stuff too. Go back and read them English books. You see what I'm saying? Spelling books to those little kids. It'll tell you in there. See, when you talk about pronunciation and stuff of those things, that sort of thing. See, this one, or this H, see, it's equivalent, not translating. We're not doing translate. It's equivalent to our English uh, H, see. See, this is a hey here in Hebrew is what it's called. Here is called. <laughs> Thank you. Here is called because my arm was really good. <laughs> 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 See, that's like now I'm gonna all the help that you can get. But see how this H C H or hey is equivalent to our English H have hey how hey. You see what I'm saying? Same sound. This what is equivalent to our English. W. You see what I'm saying? What? Where? When? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Say, oh, you just translate something different. See, we say we're not translating. We're taking the equivalent of one sound into another. That's why we know they're still debating on what is his name? How is it pronounced? See, we know it's pronounced Yahweh. How do we know it? He placed it in you. You know, he said he formed that man from the dust of the ground. And he stepped to the man, to the man, and began to breathe. That's over there in Genesis. 
He did not begin to blow. He began to breathe. Right. And what he breathed was. That's why you breathe that way. He placed his breath, his name right in your own being. Mm -hmm. That's something to always remember. You don't breathe, Lord. You don't breathe, Jehovah. You do not breathe, Jehovah, Jesus Christ. But you breathe. The axis, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to tell that because all I'm saying is what I know. It's what somebody did to me. Then they talked about this sound here. Yahweh, your heart. Yahweh. You ever listen to it? When you walk, yeah, this is a carpet. But if you were on hard a hard floor, floor you would hear two distinct sounds. Right. You know, one masculine, one feminine. Mm -hmm. Like your heart. Yeah. I'm beating the same way. Why does the sound different? If I was walking, why would it be different? Because it's showing that you walk him, your heart beat him, you talk him. See, that's Yahweh. He's in us. See, and there's nothing we can do about it. The trees, they go up, making those that those rise. You see what I'm saying? Go praise it. Then you can look at your body. She was talking about your body. Say, oh, well, that's all, that's all you got to say. Look, you never thought about it, your finger being in three parts. But that's pointing to something. That's pointing to the unity of the spirit. Right. Yahweh, Elohim, Yahshua, or, or the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. Says that in the book. See, so that's what it's pointing to. We can't get outside of that. You understand? You're not going to get. You eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You eat with a knife, fork, and a spirit, and a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Morning, noon, and night. How come you can't talk? You talk in the past, the present, and the future. Why is it like that? Because it's a pattern that's an operation, but it's going or testifying to the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua. What is his name and what is his son's oh, name? Right. So his name is Yahweh. Do some further research. Go into it. Two hours don't can't do no justice. Mm -hmm. You've got to keep coming back. You must mm -hmm. have a desire. You want to know him. That's from the young people to the very oldest. Yeah. You must have a desire to know him. Because after this life, there is a life. And what you want to do is to be known to Yahweh. We said, Paul talked over there. He said, we don't know what we're going to be like. But we know we're going to be like him. We know we're going to we'll know him when we, when we see him. And he will know you when he see you. If you be in the sun and the sun in you. Now the sun, I had a scripture read. I want you to finish this. Because the son's name, this also is a title. That's his divine title that he gave for himself. You see what I'm saying? See, we can go further into that too, but I know I only have a short time. Yahshua is the name of the Savior that came into the world to take away the sin. When the angel Gabriel came unto Mary and Joseph, he said, and you shall have a son, not a female, a son, and you shall call his name Yahshua. Why? For he shall save his people. Yah, as I said, he took on his father's name. I come in my father's name. John 5 and 43. Get that for me real quick. Because see, Jesus didn't come in his father's name. But the one in the book says, I am come in my father's name. Who's talking? What is he talking about? Oh, he means that he's just going in to represent his father. That's not what he said. He said, I am come in my father's name, and you will receive me not. Read, please. I am come. This is John 5 and 43. Okay. I am come in my father's name, and you receive me not. And you receive me not. This is who the world calls Jesus' name. I am come in my father's name, and you receive me not. See, the masculine portion of the name of the father's name is Yah. 
I am come in my father's name, and you will receive me not. Do the world receive Yahshua? No. No. Whole world receives Jesus Christ. Read, read it again. I am come in my father's name, and you receive me not. Right. Let another come in his own name. Let another come in his own name. That's what happened. Read him. You will receive. Him. You will receive. Whole world has received the name of Jesus. We received because her mother told and her mother told her and her mother told her. It just went on. But we never thought to question, is that his name? What is his name? What is his name? What is his son's name? That's what the book asks. That should always be in your heart. See, and he will answer that so that you are without the shadow of doubt. In any and everywhere you go, you declare in the name of Yahshua. Paul said over there later, I don't know, maybe it was Paul. No, Yahshua Messiah said, when he's walking, I want you to get that for me too. I'm sorry. I have to declare it and will declare. See, but here the Messiah, he said, where the book said, I am come in my father's name, and you receive me not. See, let another come in his own name, him you will receive. So he came in the name of Yahshua. I need you, please, reader, to finish reading where you were at over there. Continuing Philippians 2 and 9. Wherefore Yahweh also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That the name of Yahshua every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. That's right, read. And that every tongue should confess that Yahshua the Messiah is the Savior to the glory of Yahweh the Father. Neither is there salvation in any other. Acts 4 12. That's what I want. See, but he says that at this name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Now, I just want to take a moment, I want to say this real quietly to you, because she's ready to read this scripture to you. I want you to listen very carefully to this scripture. This is not Shirley Nelson who's saying that nobody in this school. Read this. Now, he told you that this name was above every name. He was highly exalted by the Father himself. What's the name that the Father is talking about that's highly exalted? Mm -hmm. See, what is that name? Mm -hmm. Now, read this scripture again. Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other but there is none other name under heaven given among men and whereby we must be saved. Stop. Now I just want you to let it sink for a minute. This is what I heard when I came in this school. Mm -hmm. Neither is there salvation in any other. Then it goes on and says, for there is no other name given among men whereby man must be saved. So whatever name, because you people the scriptures two verses before. Go ahead. Start at 10. Go ahead. Start at 10. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Yahshua the Messiah of Nazareth, <laughs> whom ye crucified, whom Yahweh raised from the dead, even by him doeth this man standing before you hold. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Now, it's such a pretty story. Here, John was at the gate, beautiful, and man was asking alms, correct? And they come upon him, and this is after death, burial, resurrection of Joshua Messiah. And the man is asking for alms. That's like money in our day. Like you see those people out in the street now today. Mm -hmm. 
Peter and John, they walk up to him and ask him, Go ahead. Acts 3 and 4. And Peter, fasting his eyes upon him, John said, Look on us. He said, Now look on us. He's asking, Look at This is a school. That's Acts 3 and 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. And he's a lame man. Listen, we all lame man. That's what Yahshua showed me. That's how he took and gathered every last one of us, all of us have been lame. All of us been handicapped. Because we didn't know our creator. We right. didn't know him how he really is. Mm -hmm. He said, asking alms, see, read. Mm -hmm. From his birth, too. Right. He's lame. Read. Who seen Peter mm -hmm. and John That's right. about to go into the temple That's asked right. an alms. Mm -hmm. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. Said, look on us. Read. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Thinking they're going to get some money. See, because now, see, when they see, Yahshua Messiah, see, they were Peter and all of them. See, they're up there in the upper room and the Holy Spirit is poured out. You understand? See, now they're doing, in other words, they're, they're reacting and going according to the spirit that's in them. He said, look on us. So the, oh, the man is expecting something from them, like money. What does he say? Read. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. We don't have none to give you. We don't have big edifice. You see what I'm saying? Read. But such as I have, give, excuse me, mm -hmm. but such mm -hmm. as I have, mm -hmm. give I thee. Mm -hmm. Read. In the name of Yahshua the Messiah, Read. of Nazareth, mm -hmm. rise up and walk. Rise and walk. That's what he said. That's all they had to give. You see what I'm saying? Read. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Okay. And he leaping up stood and walked. And he didn't just get up and get down like this. And he's kind of nervous on his feet. He's leaping up. See, because he had been given strength by the Holy Spirit. You understand what I'm trying to say? That's how we leap in our brains and in our hearts and in our minds when we hear this gospel. We know the truth when we hear it. We know his, his voice. He said, my son, hear my voice. We know that voice of Yahshua Messiah. So he's leaping up. See, read. And he leaping mm -hmm. up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising mm -hmm. Yahweh. Okay. And all the people saw him walking and praising Yahweh. And they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran together unto them into the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, ye men of Israel, why marvel you at this, or why look you so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? The Elohim of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the Elohim of our fathers, have glorified his son Yahshua, whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just. And desired a murderer to be granted unto you. Okay, I need you to go down to uh, leaders and salvation. 
Um, and we'll go over to the fourth chapter and pick it up. Um, I'll pick it up. Um, I just want to say, neither is there salvation in any yeah. other. For there is no other name given among men whereby man must be saved. Let me start at the seven for you. Okay. That's Acts 4 and 7. Mm -hmm. And when they had sent them in the midst, they asked, by what power mm -hmm. or by what name have you done this? Mm -hmm. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. said unto them, mm -hmm. You rulers of the people and elders mm -hmm. of Israel, That's right. if we this day be examined of the good deeds done to the impenitent man, mm -hmm. by what means he is made all, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel. That by the name of Yahshua the Messiah of Nazareth, there you go, and you crucified, whom you crucified, read, and Yahweh raised from the dead, there you go, read, even by him does this man stand here. He's the reason why the lame man is standing holy, read. This is the stone which is set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. It's the stone that became the whole head of it all, yes. the stone that was rejected. That's Joshua the Messiah. Read. Neither is there salvation in any other. Mm -hmm. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now you see that. Now, we have translators come through, zap the Bibles, write their own Bibles, do this and do that. But the scriptures, you don't have to believe something about the scriptures too. Mm -hmm. Now the scriptures say there is salvation in any no other name but this name. So whatever Bible you're reading now, because you're reading out of King James Bible, saying Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's Jesus Christ by this man that stands before you hold. So it is important to know. Now, he said that his name, the angel himself said, you shall call his name Yahshua, for he shall save his people. Mm -hmm. He came in his father's name. That's why he's bearing that portion of the father's name. But Shua in Hebrew means salvation, mm -hmm. savior, mm -hmm. deliverer. So he has a name that testifies to his occupation, so to speak, or what he's going to come in to do, what he's about. Neither is there salvation. He's showing forth that Yahweh is salvation. I want one other scripture that I'm going to, to say about the name, and then, you know, somebody else can go from there. But go ahead and let me have over there in Jeremiah, I think it is. And see, I think I had it read before, but I want you to read that again over here. Because we were talking about this Lord. Lord, another name for Lord back in the day during biblical time was called Baal. Right. Baal means Lord. So I want you to go over there and get the scripture. That's Jeremiah 23. And I'll start at 24. Okay. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? Save Yahweh. Do I not feel heaven and earth, saith Yahweh? I have heard what the prophets said that prophesied lies in my name. Now, this is Jeremiah testifying up there. He says, I have heard on behalf of Yahweh, well, what the prophets said, the prophesied lies in my name, not Jeremiah's name, in Yahweh's name. Read. I have dreamed, I have dreamed. Saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. This is what the prophets are saying. Read. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets? 
that prophesy lies. Mm -hmm. Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, mm -hmm. which think to cause my people to forget my name. This is Yahweh talking to think to cause my people to forget my name. Read. By their dreams. Mm -hmm. By they, their dreams. Read. Which they tell every man mm -hmm. to his neighbor. Mm -hmm. As their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. You see, I told you, Lord, you can look it up. If someone got in the dictionary real quick, Lord, another name for Baal. So back in during that time, so-called biblical time, the prophets forgot the name of Yahweh for that title. And that's exactly what has happened now. You see what I'm saying? Same thing. Forgotten the name of the Father for a title. See, Lord God, Jesus Christ. I told you that this name here, this word here was universal. See. See, no matter where you how you spell that all over the world, some of them I saw a book the other day and they had hallelujah spelled with an A. But they still say hallelujah. See, but what you want to know here, this word right here means hallel, right here. Hallel. This part of that word means praise. I looked it up so I know it. Mm -hmm. See, when I came in here, I had to look that up. I'm like, what do you mean it's universal? See, that part means praise, hallel. You see the you in there? Praise ye, mm -hmm. Yahweh. That's why. So hallelujah means praise Yahweh. So you got right now today, churches to Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. And then what do they say? Hallelujah. Didn't he say he's going to get his praise from the least to the greatest? Even when you don't know him, you're going to praise him. So you're saying Jesus, but yet you're saying hallelujah, praise him, because he's going to get his. But the thing to do is to, to know you're doing it. You don't ignorantly want to praise your creator. You want to praise him with some understanding. See, see because Yahweh is true. This Yahweh is the simple. Yahweh came, she told you, out of pure spirit. See, Yahweh is spirit. See, and he came out of pure spirit. This is him in his high and lofty state. Took on a shape and form as Yahweh Elohim. See, if you will, seen only in visions and revelations, created the entire creation after the pattern of himself. You see what I'm saying? That's why it says Elohim is the archetype, original pattern of the universe. And then came, I want John 1 and 1, that's my last scripture. You can get that. Maybe it's just a stepping stone or whoever else wants to go into it. See, because now this Yahweh Elohim, see, just step right on down, see, into the fleshly. Body. See, if you will, read that over in John 1 and 1. Did you have the definition? Let me have the definition, just so you know it's there. And this is the definition mm -hmm. for Baal. Okay. This is Britannica mm -hmm. um, online. Okay. As a Semitic common noun, Baal, Hebrew Baal, meant owner or lord. It's how it's spelled, just so B-A-A-L. Meaning Lord. See what I'm saying? Pagan God. Don't you understand that? Physical pagan God. Mm. Baal. They put up statues to Baal. Created by man's hands, fashioned by this hand with wood and stone and gold. And then a man stood down and bowed that that he fashioned. Think about it. In like, dictionary.com, it gives another definition. Okay, it's really. a false God or idol. False God idol. False God idol. We didn't even know that's what we Says over in Revelation. We talked over there, said, Come out of her, my people. Talk about Babylon. See, that's another part of that bill. You see what I'm saying? Look, let me have the last scripture that I have read. 
that I asked him. That's John 1 and 1. Mm -hmm. In the beginning was the Word, mm -hmm. and the Word was with Yahweh, and the Word was Yahweh. Mm -hmm. The same was in the beginning with Yahweh. Mm -hmm. All things were made by him, mm -hmm. and without him was not anything made that was made. He said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with Yahweh, and the Word was Yahweh. This is Yahweh on John 4 and 24. It said, Yahweh in spirit. He's incomprehensible in this state, see. He's inscrutable, indiscernible, invisible. Yahweh having nine principal divine attributes, see. Took on a shaping form, all of those attributes of wisdom, intelligent knowledge, love, beauty, justice, foundation, power, and strength came together in a set form known as Yahweh Elohim or the Word or Son. See, and this is the Word that they're talking about when the Bible says the Word appeared unto me. And the Word, that wasn't the Bible going and appearing unto them. The man is saying, the Word, this is the Word of God. This is the Word. See, that's Him taking on that shaping form, a spiritual embodiment being seen only in visions and revelation. So when they said the word appeared unto me, he appeared into a vision to Isaiah, to Jeremiah. Those different ones, it says, thus said Yahweh, told them what to write. This is how he appeared into them. Mm -hmm. And that word, it goes on to describe him. Read, read. And the in, word, go ahead. In him was life, mm -hmm. and the life was the light of men. It says that in him was life, and the light was the light of men. Read. And the light shineth in darkness, mm -hmm. and the darkness comprehended it not. That's right. There was a man sent from Yahweh. Fourteen verse. Fourteen verse. Mm -hmm. And the word was made flesh. Now this self-same word, Yahweh of pure spirit, taken on that shape and form, seeing visions only, is Yahweh Elohim. This word, see, was made flesh, what it says, read. And dwelt among us. And dwelt among us. That's why these three are one. This is the unity of the spirit that we're speaking of here. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. How is that possible? I'm a mother. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. But it's one me. It's Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua. He has the power of transmutation or to manifest in whatever form. You see, there are those three distinct manifestations, if you will, or two distinct, pretty much, because Yahweh is spiritually, and he manifests in distinct manifestations, if you will. See, in shape and form, seeing in visions of revelation, and then took on a fleshly body and walked around his own creation. And don't we do that? We use the illustration of Ford Motor and Ger Gerald Ford, when he created the car, automobile, he put his name on it, and then he got inside it and drove around his own or in his own creation. Disney World, Disney, Walt Disney created Disney World. He created the place and built it up, and he didn't just look at it from afar. No, he goes right on over and walks around in his creation. That's Yahweh coming right on down and walking in his creation. And everything testifies to that unity of the spirit. That's what the other speakers were talking about. So we're talking about a creator walking around in with him, with on the earth place, see, with us, see. You see what I'm saying? That's what he did. Then when he, within his immaculate perfect seat, took off that flesh seat and ascended back into heaven, because this flesh was only temporary, he had to go ascend back into the Father, where he had his true glory or the glory of himself. You see what I'm saying? He said, let them glorify me with the glory that I had with you in the beginning, is what he said. Look, every last one of us is coming out of this flesh seat, mm. and we got someplace else to be. So where are you going to be? Who are you going to be with? Now, that might sound like some churchy stuff, but get real. We're talking about life as we know it right 
bread for the worst of worst. And if we don't have enough, he talks about the scripture says wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of that time. Knowledge of what? How this works over here with your electricity of this and that. Look, you better have something going on inside of you. See, it's not good enough. Look, Felicia, I love you to death. I love you to pieces. But look, my salvation don't lie on you. Felicia is finding out everything she knows about her creator, seeking him while he might be found. See, if he's placing her into a place where she has eternal life, I can't ride in on her coattail. I got to do that one for myself. So that's what Yahweh's saying. We all got to wake up, learn some truth, find out what's real. Find Yahweh as he really is and actually exists. Try to understand that Yahshua, the Holy Spirit in you, because he did ascend into heaven. And his spirit was, see, poured out on mankind as he had promised. And it's through by that spirit of the Holy Spirit that we're able to have that. I love the scripture where he says he gives you life and life more abundant. What's more abundant life? Eternal life. You understand? See, you see what I'm saying? But even yet, from a physical standpoint, he'll give you the ability to sustain in this life, in this world, in this creation, in this time. It gives you peace. It gives you joy. It gives you comfort. It's the comfort. When he took off the flesh, he said, I will send another comfort. That's the Holy Spirit in you. And these last few days, we had a chance to experience the comfort of the Savior. See, as we all will experience something in our own lives. You see what I'm saying? But he will comfort, he will keep, he will give joy. I encourage you, come back. Either here, seek out some truth, but come back to learn something about your creator, how he really is an actual It's a fact I can't hear you at all. It's a fact that I'm happy to have something to say about Yahweh and his eternal presence. I'm having some work done, some yellow work done, and stuff. Got my muscles. And so that's the reason why I'm trying to get my scalp so I can be heard. But I enjoyed the previous speaker. And what he had to say about this divine vision, you know, we are definitely in the right place. There is no place else that you can go to understand anything about this creation. It is happening, how he said everything else, and it's connected happening, but in one of these classes. And we come down here diligently seeking him in our hearts and in our minds, because that's the only way. We're going to actually find him. We have to be. We have to be diligent in our own heart. We have to want to really know the truth. If you don't want to know it, you won't know it. If you have to want to know, you have to desire it. And Yahweh has placed it in each and every last one of our hearts. You know something about him that he is 
Bible, like the previous speaker was saying, he is our only Savior. That is his name. Elohim. That's his word or title. Divine word or title. Yahshua the Son. Yahshua, that's the name of the Son, the Holy Spirit. These three are one. Now, see, he gave us this understanding and how we understand this by this heaven at the time. It's three parts to this heaven at the time. It's the most holy place, the holy place, and the court around the house. And these three parts are one. It's not three tabernacles you see here. Right. It's just one tabernacle. Let's see, the Father, Yahweh, if he came down out of pure spirit, that's why we have this cloud, you see, around this entire chart, and around our chart, to assure you that everything has its life within Yahweh. You can't get outside of Yahweh. Let's see, he had to step out of the pure spirit state. I'm down. You see, like the previous speaker was saying, and walk in his entire creation that he created, that he set up. He just willed it to be people. You know, you think about it. You know, you're in peace and all this glory. You see what I'm saying? He willed what you see, what you see. He willed the chair you sit on. He willed the trees and the sun and the moon and the stars. He willed that. In other words, it's not like you have to sit there and physically hand make it. You know, it's like it was just the will, his will. It's like you think of something, you know, and it's like, <laughs> I tell you, this this gospel is unbelievably beautiful. And it's like this eternal life. We just know and learn it. Simplicity of it, which is by the tabernacle pattern. Now, the things that you hear, we can sometimes, you know, when the children of Israel are in the land of Egypt. And then Yahweh had to bring them all the way down. He had to bring them down into the land of Egypt, so he can bring them back up. You see? And so you, we wonder, we're doing the same thing. We're just a round trip for the entire, this entire creation is going on a round trip. It's going through. They were down here in the land of Egypt. He told them to take out a land, did he not? Mm -hmm. He said, take out a land and take the blood of that land and put it under the vehicle. The vessel, the two side boats, and the basis where the blood was given. And he told them that was four points of blood. Mm -hmm. So why did he do that? What's the significance of four points of blood? What's the significance of them even doing this? Well, see, they were in bondage. Okay, so he can't get, so they had to get out. He's telling them. This is how you get out. Get on there 12 and 1 in the Exodus. Mm -hmm. This is how you're going to get out. I'm not going to get no firearms. You don't know, like they come and shooting up the schools and all that. I'm not going to have no firearms and bums and things like that. And the bum of uh, opening to be walk through. Oh. Here you go. 12 and 1. And Yahweh spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, I'm sorry. And Yahweh spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Mm -hmm. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take them to every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, mm -hmm. a lamb for a house. Okay. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his household take it according to the number of those. Okay. 
Every man according to his eating shall make your account for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. And ye shall keep it up until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it between the two evenings. Okay, now the lamb has to be taken out. You see? And then they had to hold the, hold the lamb over to the fourth day. And the whole assembly, all of Israel had to kill that man. Go ahead. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat. Okay, now when they, like, Okay, that's what, when they had to be ready to exit out early the next morning. 
And when they exited out, you see, they Yahweh, they got to the uh Red Sea there, you know, the uh, Egyptians are hot pursuit after them, mm -hmm. and they get to the Red Sea, and they're like, What do we do now? We can't get across that. You imagine you're standing here, we can't get through that. I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't get through. I can't open that door. I can't, you know, how am I going to get over this valley? How am I going to get through it? Yahweh says, stand still yes. and see the salvation. Yes. That's what we all have to do. Stand still and see how Yahweh is going to bring us through this, this madness out here. <laughs> this world, I mean, it's mad. You see what I'm saying? And nobody, not even government, nobody can control it. Everything is out of control. You see, we know it really is that Yahweh's got it all under control, in his control. And it's all going according to the fact. Then he's getting ready to resurrect us. It's like he's getting ready to resurrect them. So they went two and three. He said, stand still and see the salvation. He stood there, children of Israel, all behind him, and look at him. Wonder what from that he opened up that red sea, parted <laughs> that red sea, and they walked through the dry land. Now you imagine seeing this, just imagine this used to go through my mind so many times. How you gonna part of the sea? Um, desire and the different ones that have some building, they didn't know how to build that. 
It just looks like a deal. Everything was, was to a, a, a shot and tilt. Everything was like exclusive. You know, like by design, by Yahweh. They didn't even know how to put this together. The most holy place, the holy place, the short grab is out. You see, in the, in the tabernacle pattern, this gate, when you come to end, it's the altar of sin sacrifice, doesn't it? The altar of sin sacrifice has four horns. So they had to kill and slay the, um, <coughs> the animals, the animals out here, they had to sacrifice the animals. They had to take that blood and put it on the four corners. Just like they got blood still pointing to the death of Messiah, the four corners here. And that was that altar of sin sacrifice. You gotta die before you can live. Before you can really think, you gotta die. When you come into this gospel, you know, it's not like it's gonna be all hunky dory. You're gonna be so happy, everything is gonna be fine. You gotta get a better house, you gotta be able to get a new car, you gotta be able to get a better job. Don't work that way. You know, you may be on skid row before that. You may be homeless. You know, you don't you don't know. But Yahweh, you know what I'm saying? He's got it all under control. You have to keep in mind, he's gonna bring you out. And we know this by this tabernacle pattern because that's what the pattern dictates. It dictates the death, the burial, and the resurrection. It dictates it all the way through all the, the different uh, stories that we read about the transgression, Noah, you know, Abraham, the migratory coming that we're talking about now. It dictates that the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And so we are trying to impart this unto you, people. For what Joshua has given us, we're just trying to share it with you, share it with the world, share it with others. You know, sometimes I get tired of hearing what people are telling me, and I'm telling you, 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 you know, the truth. You're, you're trying to tell someone about the gospel, and then they're looking at you like you're crazy. You know, they're looking like, yeah, well, why does it take so long? Why do you have to sit there for two hours? Why is it, you know, I mean, I know his name is, you know, uh, Yahweh, but you know, it doesn't matter. I can call him God, and you know, no, does, does it matter? You see, what I call you, see, that's what I'm saying, does it matter? You know, it's going to matter. See, that's what I'm saying. People are telling you all kinds of things. When you start talking about a tabernacle pattern, and then they look at you like you really great. And then it's like how because they never they're, they're preach, preach, don't preach this. You don't preach a tabernacle pattern. And surely he doesn't know how to go about it and to prove the existence of Yahweh. You see what I'm saying? But I'm just saying that just to say, we're not just down here chopping our lips. <laughs> you know, like we got something to say. We didn't know anything about this divine vision and revelation before coming into this people. I didn't know anything. I mean, I didn't know nothing about Yahweh, how he really is an absolutist. But I'm saying, so now, you know, he's telling us, see, this is, this is telling me up. See, I'm not just chopping my lip. I don't care who accepts it. I don't care who, you know, you want to everyone accepting, you know, believe and want to learn more. That's what we want. And so hopefully that's what, that's our purpose, to come down here what to do. But anyhow, let me warn. And so then that's that altar of sin sacrifice where the animals had to die. And then over there is, I think it's Isaiah 1 and 11, right? So now, just do that, because I just want to tell forth, like the children of Israel, when you brought them out of the land of Egypt, you know, it's like they, they offered up these sacrifices. Yahweh was never pleased with those sacrifices. That's not that. 
It can't have been the truth at the back. This was just only temporary. That was, that was at that time the attorney. Let me read Isaiah. I think it's one of the Okay. That's Isaiah 1, and I'll start at 10. Okay. Hear the word of Yahweh, you rulers of Samana. Mm -hmm. Sodom, excuse me. Give ear unto the law of our Elohim, you people of Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith Yahweh? Yeah. I am full of the burnt offerings mm -hmm. of rams. I'm full of them. Mm. For the burnt offerings of the rams, all the offerings that offered out here on the I am full of the burnt offerings of lamb and the fat of fed beans, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of people. When you come to appear before me, who has required this at your hand? Right. Uh, I am full of the burnt offerings of lambs and of the fat of fed beasts. Right. Okay. And I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of egos. Right. So he delight not in that blood of the lambs and the bullocks and all that. He should be right. Mm -hmm. the blood of some other animal. That's not going to save you. But see, back then, that's what he, that is the mercy of Yahweh. You see what I'm saying? Offer telling them they have to offer up an uh, innocent sacrifice in their state so he won't kill them. You see what I'm saying? That's what that was. They, they died with another type, the innocent died. You see out here, the innocent sacrifices, just like that's the died, he was innocent. The innocent sacrifice. Go ahead, read. When you come to appear before me, mm -hmm. who has required this at your hand okay. to tread my courts? Okay. Bring no more vain oblations. Mm -hmm. Incense is an abomination unto me. Okay, bring no more vain oblations. The incense, all that abomination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The new moons and the Sabbaths, mm -hmm. the calling of assemblies, mm -hmm. I cannot away with. Yeah. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Yeah, all the meetings and stuff they have, all the, the hand guide signals or whatever the heck they do. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like in the churches and the kneeling and the uh, uh, drinking of the kind of women. Yeah, all of that. You know, they, he's tired of that. People, he never required that of us. It's like right. that was back then. We're, you know, what age are you in church world? Well, I don't even you know where they're at. That was back then. Now he requires the sacrifice is not the Messiah. It's us praising him. It's us giving of ourselves. Giving of ourselves and showing forth how Yahweh died and buried and resurrected for us in us. And so that's how. I mean, there's more. There's, there's more, as you, as you already know, many of you know. I enjoyed the previous speakers. I welcome the visitors so much. Okay. And just to show you how things work, Yahweh. I, I, how was that? How was that? Karen? How did you even find us? It was just amazing the way she found us. And we started talking weeks ago now. And it's like, and then finally, you know, invited. She was so excited. <coughs> And I was so happy to talk to her. You know, it's like, where'd you come from, girl? You know, it's like, y'all would be setting for us. He'd be setting y'all with us going, we ain't doing nothing. He's setting everything up. He wanted your kids to hear the first time visitors of who had lost before. He's bringing to 
been watching, you know, in your heart, she desires. You know, said, I really just want to hear. He got her, you know what I'm saying? This to show you that he will take care of you. And he will watch you. That's right. And so we're, we're very happy to hear that, you know, to share this gospel with us. And I just want to encourage everyone to come back to run you off. This is the truth. This is no other So we want to ask if um, any of our visitors or returning visitors have any questions. So remember, this is a school, it's not a church, so you're free to ask questions. Questions? Not anything else? Anything else? Okay. Yeah, questions. Before we get to yeah, I was talking with my friend about the gospel, mm -hmm. and he kept telling me that it's in the Bible where it says that he has many names, and I told her I never seen that, and she said she seen it in the Bible. And it's not that's what I kept telling her. I never seen that. There is one that has many names, but that's the satanic spirit. Mm -hmm. um, Satan, Baal, Lord. God, yeah, <laughs> he has many things. The creator of heaven and earth does not have many things. Can I answer that? Yes. Also, what, what a lot of the church world, a Christian being encouraged in the scripture, it says he is called, his name is called by and goes by counselor. Counselor. They're stating those are titles, but because name precedes that. List of um, attributes. A lot of times they think of it as that's his name. Let's give an example, yes. real world example. So, and I'm like the one where it says, name, His name shall be called Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. Emmanuel means Yahweh is with us, yes. right? So, yeah, yeah. But I want to get that about Emmanuel mm -hmm. because and this is what you can give her. It says, His name shall be called Emmanuel. So Emmanuel means Yahweh is with us. So what they're saying is his name, and like she was saying, he's a counselor. His name is going to be called, he's going to be a counselor, but his name is, my name is Felicia, but it's called, if you look it up, laughter or happy. Her name shall be called happy or laughter, but my name is so give that to her. I'll go ahead and read that scripture and be Which one do you want? The Isaiah? Acts 4 and 12. Okay. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Yahshua the Messiah of Nazareth, whom he crucified, whom Yahweh raised from the dead. Even by him doeth this man stand before you hold. Jump down where it says there's no other name. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other <coughs> name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. So when you say neither, it does not mean neither but, neither except. Neither is absolute. And absolute means there's one, that's it. So you can give them that scripture says neither is there any other. So not only did he say neither is absolute, but he said any other to back up what he's saying about me. Yeah. But you had something. Uh, there is another scripture. I can't find it. The word says, 
uh, that he would have one name with one name. Oh, I can't show be called by one name. Yeah. Like whole heaven and earth, two yes, that is but that's that's a good, it's good, but it's for that's right. They are 62 and two, so we call by one name. Well, there's several. Yeah, the 62. The one you just said, that's the one specific. He did have another question. What we'll quote the scripture again, Dr. Nelson? Um, well, what heaven and earth is called by one name? Is that the one? She better report. What's your, what's your question? Oh, he didn't have He said he didn't have a question. Okay, let's get that. So, um, once again, this is a school, it's not a church. Okay. Ephesians 3 and 15. Okay, let's read that. That's Ephesians 3 and 15. I'll go up a little bit. Uh, Ephesians 3 and 14. For this cause I bind my knees unto the Father of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So this is we're talking about this name of Yahshua. One of the previous speakers talked about how he's given him a name which is above every name. Yeah. So this name of Yahshua the Messiah is above every single name in the earth. So you tell that person that if there is only one name given among all names or above every name, what is that name? It didn't say there's one name given above among all, but you know what you call whatever you want. It's not what it says. It says that one name is going to be given. So like one of the previous speakers said, he came into the flesh. This is your creator, heaven and earth, who came into the flesh. He came in one name. What is that name? That's what we're challenging you with. This is a school. It's not a church. We're not going to browbeat you. It's on you. The blood is on your head to get an understanding That's of right. what it is because you are now of the age of accountability with Yahweh. You can't ride on your mama's coattails like she said she can't ride on mine. It's up to you to know That's what right. your Savior's name is. Right. So if you got questions for her, ask those questions. Mm -hmm. If not to us within yourself. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, if this, what they're telling me is mm -hmm. true, Please give me an understanding. That's right. And he will because he has to. Yeah. One question in the bathroom. No, no. Just to ask that real quick, she might have, um, her friend, because I've heard that one a lot too, when people mix it up, she might have been talking about the many mansions. <laughs> her friend, when she yeah. said that, my house it does say, and people think that that means people call them, whatever. You have to come back, you can explain that too. I know we started late, we started five minutes later. Um, I will end it there. Uh, we do want to once again thank everyone for coming out. We do always enjoy our, our visitors. Or like Barbara Brazil said, please come back. Yes. Yahweh has determined from the foundation of the world that you will be here at this moment, at this time. So give us a little bit more time. If you gave the world all the years of your life, give Yahweh a little bit more time to understand what he is he's introduced you to. So with that, we'll say uh, hallelujah. We hold our classes, not here, but we hold classes every Tuesday and Thursday on Zoom from 6.30 p.m. 
to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Sundays on Zoom, it's 11.30 to 1, but in person, we always do 11 to 1. Um, we'll send out a notice about our next in-person class. Um, please look at that email. If we don't have your email address, we make sure you share it with Dr. Shirley Nelson in the back so she can have it, and she was one of our speakers. Uh, our school is supported by donations, and we do appreciate your donations. May we all stand to be dismissed. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present your soul faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power before all time, now and forever. Let us all say, Hallelujah. Thank <laughs> you.